I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. Places, everyone. It's time for the, the Connor and Smith Show. Thank you, places. All right, we're just. This is Wish Box Weekend. We are working on this wish box. It's got another hue of green leaves. I'm adding on to it. It's looking beautiful. I think Janice Crawford commented. It kind of looks like marijuana, and I'm. <laughs> It does kind of look like marijuana. I mean, like a leaf of a marijuana plant. Because the marijuana leaf is kind of pointy. Yes. Uh, so, so, I'll smooth that out. Well, I don't know. Maybe we could get this sponsored by CDC Oil. Is that what it's called? The CDC is the Center for Disease Control. CBD? CDB. Anyway. CBGBs. Heebie-jeebies. Yes, it's the heebie-jeebie bush. All right, well, I'm going to keep working, gluing these on as we, uh, our guest tonight um, is Adrienne Whalen uh, from Nomad Dancers. She's going to tell us a little bit of the, uh, about the dance troupe, and yeah, we're going to talk to her in just a few, so uh, we will be right back. Hello, Adrian. Hello, Stephen. How are you this evening? Good. I'm here with Matthew. Hello, Hi, Matthew. Um, so, Adrian Whaley is with the Nomad Dancer Troupe. And funny story of how we met. Um, first, Matthew and I were walking our dogs, Eddie and Byron, uh, back around Halloween. And we saw this group doing these beautiful dances with fabrics and things and lighting um, in a Fairlington court. And we were like, what is going on? What's happening? It was so like magical. Um, and we kind of like wanted to know more about what was happening, but we never found out. We, we are magic finders. We do. So <laughs> when we saw this happening, we knew that it was authentic magic. So then fast forward to, uh, I guess a, about a month and a half ago at this point. Um, who knows? I, what is time? Uh, we saw this group rehearsing again outside in Fairlington. And I looked at Matthew and I was like, we have to like go meet them. This has just got to happen. I've got to figure out what this is all about. So that's how we met Adrian and how uh, she came to be a guest here tonight. So Adrian, can you um, just... Tell us a little about your troupe and its history and everything. Yes, we established the Nomad Dancers in November of 2008. And we are all friends and we've been, we had been dancing together in other dance companies and we decided we wanted to start our own dance company. And, um, it came together very organically and we started rehearsing and developing dances and I'm the co-director with Christelle Stevens and she is an expert on Indian and Manipuri dance and has traveled the world and presented in international dance conferences and had met a wonderful dancer 
who specialized in Central Asian dance, Uzbek, Tajik, Afghani, Azeri. And so we brought him in and we started developing these beautiful dances. And as you know, Washington DC is such a Mecca for international development, dance and music. And so it was very easy to bring a dance company together and perform. And every performance is magical for us. Every time we're out there, we're educating the people on some countries, people don't even know traveling the Silk Road. So um, we all are professionals. I actually am a full-time dance teacher, but the other dancers are all professionals. They have families and they come together through the love of dance and friendship. And I guess it's, it's been what's kept us together throughout this last year. So when so you that's... met me, I was, it was early in October and you heard about the Halloween uh, performance we did. The only way we could dance was outside. It, the, you know, the COVID pandemic was at the height and people were nervous and you, we weren't in the studios. And so we developed outside using nature using dance, using music, using film, and intersecting life. Wow. Um, and and so, so the inspiration to create this in the first place just came from everyone's mutual love of different types and styles of international dance. It basically. is. And we're all from, we all are, have different ethnic backgrounds. And so, um, Doing and I was I'm a trained ballet dancer. I went to college. I danced professionally, and um, as time goes on and you age, <laughs> um, you kind of change. I can't. I couldn't jump around and and leap and roll on the floor and do everything I did as a modern dancer. <laughs> and I was actually invited by a fellow colleague. I worked at Joy of Motion. She had gotten a choreographer's grant at the Kennedy Center on the Millennium Stage, and it was about ancient Egypt and needed a modern dancer. And that's how I was introduced to belly dance, Persian dance, any of the dances going up the Silk Road, and I just fell in love with it. Um, you know, some of my ethnic background meets these different ethnicities. So, um, and having a ballet background, and what we specialize in is Uzbek and Persian and Afghani dances. They're very balletic and so beautiful. And I get to dress up like a princess all the time. <laughs> so um, You've said a phrase a few times. I want to make sure that everyone in the audience knows. Uh, traveling up the Silk Road. What, what are you referring to? I'm referring to that uh, major trade route and spice route. So you're, you could be talking about you know Egypt and the Middle East and going up it was I think up into China because we do dance Uyghur dances so we're talking about you know the Tajikistan Afghanistan Uzbekistan um, and going up into Asian minor a little bit we, we've done the Uyghurs which is Western China um, and Pakistan so um, and we do dances of the Middle East as well um, a lot of folk folkloric dancers. So these are dances that are little known to some people, but when they see it, it's just, it's, it's mesmerizing to watch. And all our costumes are authentic. 
um, you know, when we talk about where we've performed and traveled the world, um, we are, we're nomads. We're in search of, you know, the perfect dance experience in search of finding our home wherever we are. Um, so it's, it's been, it's been amazing. And in, so if you ask, you, you will ask me about our performances, as I said, everyone is special, but to highlight what we've done, which was amazing in 2013, we actually went to Uzbekistan, eight of us, eight dancers went and we performed with, um, live Uzbek musicians and got to travel in Uzbekistan, which was unbelievable. And we came back and two years later, we got to dance in the White House for Michelle Obama for Nowruz, the Persian holiday. And we've had four performances at the Kennedy Center on the Millennium stage. But even dancing in someone's wedding, we do a lot of weddings, is magical too. Now, I'm assuming if we could go into mm -hmm. like the the history of dance a little bit, um, I, I'm assuming that some of these dances or maybe all of them have some sort of cultural importance in society of where they're all from. And and I guess one dance might be more of like a, in a circular um, formation. Yeah. Another one focuses on like hands and wrists or what are the similarities exactly. and the differences well you know when you when you study afghani dance traditional afghan is called atan dance is a circular dance um and a lot of these dances are about women's work some of the the uh, persian dances the folkloric by region gasama badi is about the rice so there there are a lot of significance um also we find music we've we've attended international dance conferences um and then we find our own inspiration we've gotten i've gotten creative because we have music and dance when we bring in a choreographer and especially if they're from that part of the country and they teach us we have their work but when we do our work we get creative and um as a trained ballet modern dancer, I incorporate what I feel from the music and interpret it. So we can we can have authentic dances and we can have modern version of what we call fusion dance. Um, we're Americans doing these dances, honoring them. And they love to see us do this here. We, um, we do a lot of work with the Pakistan embassy uh, for DC, when DC has DC passports. And they love seeing us honoring them, doing their dances. Right. We always, we have a contact in the embassy and he gives us music and we always get the, you know, the translation of the songs. And so we're very careful about everything we do. Um, so it's, it's important, very important to us that we study it. Um, we dance at the Turkish festival every year. I have several Turkish members. Uh, I, Two, before COVID, we had just been to Athens, Greece and danced and went to Istanbul. Um, I'm going to be going to Egypt in October. It's very important to go to the countries and study the people and study the land and study the antiquities. So when we come back here, there's that twinkle in my eye. I remember my trip. I remember somebody I saw um, when I perform. Um, and a lot of times when we are at the Kennedy Center, if uh, you know an Iranian 
or an Egyptian or somebody from Lebanon, they watch us dance. They just come up to us afterwards and they thank us for really, you know, highlighting their country and their music. So it's, it's very rewarding. Um, and I have two youth companies. So I today was doing Bollywood with my uh, 12 and 13 year olds. So I pass along all my knowledge to my, my young students. Yeah, well, it's such a beautiful uh, journey of sort of honoring us rather than, um, I mean, us, capital U, mm -hmm. meaning, the wor meaning the world, and really learning from those um, shared experiences through dance. When you uh, do a performance, is, is it usually under the umbrella of just one style or, or, or at the Millennium Stage, would you do like three or four different styles at once? So when you come to a Nomad Dancers concert and we, we did one, we, we had a series called Caravan Sarai, which is where when people traveled, they would gather together in these meeting places and exchange, you know, information on farming or food or music you will come to a nomad dancers concert and we will take you on a journey up the silk road so we could start with a piece from a persian piece and we could do an afghani piece we could do an azeri piece we could go back and do another persian we'll do group dances solos duets and it it really is breathtaking to see our beautiful concerts. And you know, the concerts at the Millennium Stage are, are archived. So people, you can go back and see them. Um, we hope to be back up and, you know, uh, performing again. We've been very fortunate. COVID has been so hard on everybody and trying to keep a dance company together has been a journey for both Christelle and myself. We've had to have all our rehearsals online and not everybody has technology that will let you do it without getting interrupted. I mean, we've all experienced that. Some people learn, some people don't learn online, um, but through it all, we've stuck together and we've had some wonderful international online experiences where you film and then you send it in and virtual shows. And we're very fortunate in this area, Michael Minukian of Manukian Oriental Rugs on Columbia Pike, he has opened up his rug store to artists and they do live at the rug shop. And we've done it twice. They have a lot of music. So we've actually done two live performances during this year. And that's just been a way to keep our company together and to have a goal and to feel that life is going to be good someday again. Um, yes. Exploring the Silk Road at the rug shop, rug store. Here's, here's where uh, we intersect again. I work for ColumbiaPike.org. Mm -hmm. So I know, I know Michael and our blues festival this year, uh, there's going to be several things happening, but one component is for three days, the 18th, 19th, and 20th of June, we're going to have blues artists live from the rug shop. So, isn't it a small it's world? It's a small isn't world. Isn't it a small world? Yes. And you know, Christelle Stevens is an art specialist for PG Parks and Recs. And so, my children, that's what I've been filming the last three days, they will be part of Asian Heritage. And it, it, it's virtual. It used to be at Newton White Mansion. And so he, Michael does all the videography. So I've known Michael for the last 18 years. 
Um, he's a wonderful person, wonderful rug store. Um, I do everything to support them. And he does with the arts. Um, and that's uh, Live from the Rug Shop is really getting some is. traction. It's really becoming popular. <laughs> and what's so funny is the Pike really is missing a like music mm -hmm. venue or performance venue. And I was like, you know, Michael, you're filling he a is. gap. I mean, is. It would be interesting to see what you could do once, you know, audiences were allowed. Like, could you set up chairs in right. your parking lot? I already you know? offered to be a waitress. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, do it with my dancers. We figured we could put on our belly dance costumes and we could be the waitresses for everybody and dance in between. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah, and find a region right. that's close to what you're doing that night and have that mm -hmm. restaurant mm -hmm. cater. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we're all thinking if it's on Columbia it. Pike, we've got the restaurant to match yes. it, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> so, we've uh, um, so as I explore all your wonderful questions to me, um, I uh, as I said, I do other styles of dance, I still teach tap and jazz and ballet, and uh, I kind of use all of it in my, my, especially my Middle Eastern style is very fusion based, but um, I still teach it. I still enjoy teaching it. I listen to every genre of music. Um, am I reading now? Not so much because I've gotten into film and editing and I spent hours editing videos. Um, as I said, I'm intersecting nature and art and film and dance and music together. Um, through this last year. So if I had one wish for the world, I wish that humanity would heal and find lots and lots of kindness and, you know, love for each other through this time. It's been, you know, but I have to say the arts is, is what's kept us all going for me. And that's my job to keep these four dance companies together. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the arts is what's keeping everyone going, even if even if they don't recognize that that's what's keeping them going, because between music and television and all, all the things that uh, entertain people during this time. Um, Adrian, what is your process? If there's anyone out there listening to um, your inspiration, um, what is your process when you're actually just listening to music and you find something that you want to keep? Or do you ever just kind of know kind of where what what style of music you're looking for and you go hunting for it? How, what do you what's your process for like just listening to music and finding those cultural um, sounds and songs? Um, that's a really good question. I um I spend time going through like iTunes or Spotify music, and I you can put in. You know, Middle Eastern music, you can put in Persian music, you can put in, and I just go through and listen to it. Do we want something soft and romantic? Do I need something like really upbeat and hip hoppy and party? Um, and so I kind of find the music. Um, I, Christelle and I will go back and forth. She is a wealth of everything. We get it translated and we kind of think, um, we're hoping rest and multicultural we perform in the fall, you know, all the fall outside festivals have just always been what we did up until recently. We're thinking they're going to come back. I think Turkish Fest on resting could happen this year. Um, what do we want to present this year? We're working on a new Turkish sword piece. 
we're, we're thinking we want to excite people. So we're looking for exciting music. Um, I, through this time, and you guys are, are online as well, have discovered that through the pandemic and everybody's on, you know, YouTube and Facebook live and Instagram live, if you don't own the music rights, you get kicked out. So I've gotten into licensed music, learning about licensed music. And live at the rug store, I did a Spanish, Arabic, Andalusian piece. And you can see the live at the rug store. It's 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 archived too on a line um, and on Facebook with Nomad Dancers and Manukian Brothers. You'd see our performance. But the Spanish Arabic piece that I did with a duet with my fellow dancer, Billy, is licensed music so it can get performed anywhere but you know what i discovered i was listening to the music i was watching the dance and i was like it's like a shakira bass piece i was like ah oh, that music needs some oomph. well i have a doom back a drum and we have frame drums billy and i are gonna have a music session we're gonna record us playing music on top of this music so this pandemic has taught us so much creatively that I would have never gotten into before. So where we are actually performing, are we online? Are we in person? What's the event is what kind of drives us or we bring back old repertoire and change the costumes. Um, with my st younger students, I want it to be exciting. I want it to be catching to the audience, catching to them. So I do like really fun like hip hop Bollywood numbers. Um, I still do a lot of romantic, beautiful. I personally, when I perform and, and I, I am in virtual shows in New York with my New York dancers, I have one in June. I, I love to do romantic Middle Eastern dance. Um, the cherry blossoms inspired me. We have some cherry blossom like props, like fan veils and wings. So nature's moving me right now and so i'm finding stuff that intersects with nature oh cool what is your process when you decide upon either uh purchasing or making those beautiful costumes um, i first think about well one we want to make sure we have a beautiful color palette so if if we're presenting we're in a concert we want a variety of colors first of all so we take, we want one piece in blues, one piece in pinks, maybe one piece in some, you know, colors that work together. So we think about that. Um, I listen to the music. It might sound funny, but the music directs me. It's telling me what to do. Um, a feeling, something's, we just, we just, Billy and I have a beautiful fan veil duet. And we were actually practicing it but not with the full props when you were watching us out back. Um, and it's in mint green. And mint green going into finding the garden or the cherry blossom. Now the cherry blossoms are just full leaves and we can dance almost like we're in a forest and we have these beautiful mint green costumes all sequenced and the fan veils are mint green with magenta. And so I'm creating a forest-like in one piece. Um, I designed silk you know, wings of ISIS and there's, we got them hand painted with cherry blossoms, you know, in hopes that we would get down there. Um, 
So the costumes are just as important in the storytelling as the the, the dance. Well, you know, dance in general, and even like a Broadway show, it's visual. I mean, there are people like myself where my luxury weekend is being in New York and seeing four Broadway shows. I'm in heaven. Um, but it's visual. I mean, I know the shows, the shows I don't know the music to. I'm enjoying it. So it's all visual. The first thing is visual. And when somebody looks at a concert, a dance performance, it's visual. And then they'll get into the content of it or listen to the music, especially if the music's not in English. So um, Great. our job and a lot of, especially Persian dance, it's about the hand movements and the face movements. So it's been so hard performing with a mask on. It means we have to be more animated. So... Um, it's been interesting because, you know, I feel like it's important to wear your mask to show people you can do it. Um, but it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's been difficult dancing in a mask. Um, and I'm, my students, my young students were in masks today. So um, it's the cut and, you know, the, the young kid, the kids, the students, my younger students, everyone's like, what's the costume, Miss Adrian? That's the first thing they ask. They don't care what they're doing. They're like, do we get to wear a tiara? <laughs> so I, I, I make everyone's dreams come true. I mean, my job is to make everyone feel beautiful. How lucky am I? <laughs> right. Adrian, what has been your creative journey as um, an, art, uh, an artist in this beautiful world um, or striving to of be dance. a beautiful world? Um, when you, let's, let's take you back to like uh -huh. age eight and uh, where are you? Are you yeah, in so I grew DC? Up, I grew what up classes? in um, Montgomery County. I mean, I've, I've, and both my parents, my mother was an artist and an art teacher. My mother actually taught Persian miniatures. Um, and I, I think my mother, I went at three years old, I started dance in DC, modern dance, creative dance. And in my neighborhood, um, I always liked to dance and dress. I always have dressed up. Um, in my neighborhood, I was very fortunate. Um, one of the big superstars of American Ballet Theater, Mariana Jukaski, her mother had a ballet studio in her basement. So I went to ballet, and I, I think maybe I'll be six or seven when I started. And we, ha I had very strict training, ballet training growing up. And it was funny, I was teaching a private on Friday, and I was saying to my student, we never talked to our teachers. We we took class and that was it. And and I, I was able to meet, you know, Mariana Chikaski and she would dance. And so I went through junior high and beginning of high school and I started modern dance. And, you know, like anybody, I became a cheerleader and that became more important <laughs> than the dance. So I think by junior in high school, I kind of stopped dancing, but I was doing stuff at school forward, I went to college. I went to the University of California, Berkeley, and I studied political science, but I also started, step, kept dancing, started dancing in the modern dance department, and they also had a, a dance department. So, and then I got in, I realized I still love to dance, and then I got into an outside ballet company, Berkeley Conservatory Ballet, and we did Nutcrackers for four years. I did Nutcrackers six months a year with them and went to college. So my whole life I've danced 
And when I was in college and went back to it, I've never stopped. Uh, I graduated from college, came back here. My parents told me to dance and I started a joy of motion. And I was a joy of motion for almost 28 years teaching. So, um, wow. and you know, Doug, Doug Yule was the executive director and now he's the executive director of the Atlas Performing Arts Center. So I've been involved and I, I danced and loved it and can say I was a struggling artist and, um, you know, I, I think Doug, I think Doug choreographed my West Side Story that I was he, in he at Oni. He could have, Doug, Douglas. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure, sure it was, I'm was. sure it was. So, you know, I, I, my entire life has been my dance and I got married and I had one daughter and my daughter, Oh my God, she's an amazing tap dancer. And so that's, I tap dance, but not a lot. She, um, when she was, I think she was 10. I mean, she, she danced her whole life as a joy of motion, got into tap dance. And she was actually, we went to knock on wood tap studio in Silver Spring, Maryland. And she joined their company, Tappers with Attitude. And I have had the privilege to travel with her we went to chicago to the human rights human human i don't know rights is the right word human something festival and we we met harold cromer and he was part of stump and stumpany from vaudeville and the history and my daughter went to jacob's pillow twice and so through her my education really grew and she always went to the new york city tap festival so i guess I gave her the love of dance and she fostered it in me. Um, my, my students, my youth students, and then Doug, actually, I was started teaching belly dance and he wanted belly dance, a joy of motion. And um, then we started as young as eighth and then we developed a youth company, Rox Jamil, and that was there for about 12 years. And uh, the, the kids danced all over DC in festivals and they actually danced at the Easter egg roll at the White House in 2010, which was pretty exciting. And my daughter was in the company, wow. so I got to see her dance at the White House as well. Um, and when Joy Motion decided to change kind of um, their, I don't know how to put this in words, <laughs> they, they kind of, Kind of change their curriculum and I was able to move to another studio in 2017. Uh, it's Shaber Method Academy on Wisconsin Avenue and Miss Lila Sebert, the uh, founder and owner, is a classical ballet teacher and trains the most amazing students. It's such a great studio and she embraced the world dance and embraced me. So I'm eternally grateful and Nomad Dancers, my, um, my dance company, as well as my, I have an adult belly dance company, Rox El Hobe, and the youth companies, we all rehearse there and they welcome us in. So it's, it's been my whole life. Um, Christelle and I will hope to leave a legacy and somebody can take over the 3000 costumes in my basement and her house. And, you know, um, we hope to do this as long as we can. Um, you know, God willing. So, you know, I trained the kids. I still talk to kids who were with me for five years and they're 30 now. They always check in, how are you doing? You know, 
how are they doing? Um, so it's dance, as you know, in theater and art, it, it pulls you together for your life and you always have something or someone to trust and, and to rely on and to be there for. I mean, that's what a teacher is. So that to me, that's what my life of dance has been, my journey. Um, I love what I do. I don't have a job I don't like. Is it perfect every day? Not always, but many, many days is perfect. That's awesome. That's that's a, a tight enough bow to wrap this up in than any we would find or manufacture. Um, can you tell everyone where they can find yes. your so, troupe online? Um, www.nomaddancers.com. We have a beautiful website. All our videos are there. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, um, as well as, you know, Adrian Whalen personally. Um, you can find us. So, um, and with the Manukian brothers live at the rug shop, <laughs> you can see us there. I have the feeling we're all going to see each other soon. Um, I will, uh, I will let Michael know that I did this tonight and he will, he will have a good laugh. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, Circles do. tend yes, to tighten. They right? yes, they do. Well, thank you. I, <laughs> I am my dance companies really appreciate this and everybody was so excited that you found us and you wanted to kind of honor us and help promote us so um i hope you guys are doing great and you know we wish you the best and the most success and that we're all back in the theaters soon absolutely and we will yes. see you around yes, the neighborhood exactly well you have thugs. a fantastic evening Thank okay, you so much, great. Adrian. Bye -bye. We'll talk soon. Wow, that was a great interview. So interesting to hear about uh, the different cultures and the uh, things I didn't know about uh, before. Um, also have to apologize. I pronounced Adrian's name correctly in the pre-show, Adrian Whalen, and then for some unknown reason I called her Adrian Whaley. So corrections and apologies, Adrian Whalen. Um, and you can find them at www.nomaddancers.com, also on Facebook and Instagram under Nomad Dancers. I highly recommend you go check out their uh, videos. They're beautiful to watch. Yeah, and what a fun little story how we found them like during Halloween outside dancing because we had to, or they had to because of COVID. And yeah. And a, a nice, a, a nice connection. Yeah, it's almost like a little artist enclave on uh, this uh, street here. Um, who know? Who knew that there were so many just artists in the Fairlington community? Yep. But we've had a great uh, weekend of shows. We had Broadway legend Ed Dixon on Thursday. Um, gosh, I guess we did Wishbox on Friday, didn't we? Mm -hmm. And then Jenna. Ballard and Kevin Boyce from NASA and the uh, wonderful Weaving Loom Crafts. Um, and then tonight, again with Nomad Dancers and Adrian Whalen. Um, so stay tuned. Lots more to come next weekend, including Mini Soap Friday, where we get our second COVID shot. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. And as we always say, turn, turn your, your heart, heart into art. art. Good night, everyone.